screwed back together you need to get screwed back together <laughs> i mean so tell me about it i've been trying for weeks i just can't get all the bolts in just weeks i thought you were that's still weak. a virgin buddy wait what i thought we were gonna you were talking about virginity i'm talking about keeping my life oh, together. okay i'm sorry uh speaking of virginity today i told a story to my coworker about how we were um, You're saving yourself for marriage <laughs> yeah Same. um we, we were talking about um i don't know sex stuff once me and blister and uh <laughs> <laughs> he he said uh, a classic Blutzer quote, which is, there's literally nothing wrong with butt stuff. Oh, yeah. Wait, was and, he quoting uh, me, or did he just happen to say the same words? No, he didn't. I was telling him about that. Oh, like, oh, 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 oh. This Blutzer guy was telling me there's I just, literally I just, nothing wrong. I, I don't know. We were talking about butts, and then uh, I, br- I brought that up, and he really liked that quote. And it's just it's just a great quote that you can use a lot in it's your life. It's also accurate. There's nothing I mean, wrong I, I use it all the time at work, and my mom and me, and everyone's like, hey, man, how's everyone doing? I'm like, nothing wrong with butt stuff. And they're like, wow. <laughs> hey, Blooster! Thanks, Blooster. What a great way to so start this you're session. Promoted. This is how you get ahead in the, the corporate world. This guy's man. got manager written all over him. <laughs> I think he does. That's like in the performance review, nothing wrong with butt stuff. And they're like, wow, that's profound. <laughs> Uh, speaking of butt stuff, welcome back to the horrible podcast. We like to bring you face value reviews. Uh, of, stuff. <laughs> also, we talk about horror movies sometimes. Uh, this is the Thanksgiving weekend theme. Uh, we're going to talk about three films, one each one representing some form of the Thanksgiving weekend. We've got Black Friday in the form of the stuff. We've got Pilgrim giving us our, our Thanksgiving feast. Thanks and we've got uh, Evil Speak representing Cyber Monday, kind of, I guess. It's got a computer in it. Yeah, so that, there's that's a kinda, computer in it. We basically this theme is we didn't want to do like Thanksgiving two and three and four Jesus or whatever. God, so we were even like, though my friend from Indianapolis wants us to so bad. Yeah, like, I think, he I can think get on Patreon and he can make us do it. <laughs> uh, Until then, no. Today I'm hosting. I'm Manton, uh, Devin. Uh, you know he's, he's somewhere doing something. Uh, Bluster, I, I've got you here as well. How you doing, Bluster? Uh, that is me. I'm doing great. I've just got to survive one more day in this week, and then I'm off for a forty weekend. Mm, I'm so beautiful. horny. I can't wait to put turkey in my turkey hole. I'm jealous. I do have Friday off, which is cool, but I do have to work Thanksgiving, which is uh, whatever. It's an excuse to to leave early. So when are you going to do Thanksgiving celebrations? Well, typically my family does stuff kind of early anyway. We we do quote unquote dinner, but it's usually like 2 p.m. or so, I, I think. So it's not lunch, but it's not dinner. Yeah, it's something in between. We've kind of always done that, though. It's a good idea. But it, it kind of works out for me because then I can just be like, well, guys, I got to go to work. See ya. Because I'm deathly allergic to their cats. So you're deathly allergic to family interactions. Why, why are they yeah. eating the cats? <laughs> Dylan with the jokes, Dylan. Wow, how are you doing, buddy? This guy I'm gets paid well. the big sucks. You know, yeah, this is me. I get paid the big sucks. Uh, this is Dylan. This is real, Dylan. real, uh, real question for you guys. I, I do love yeah. Thanksgiving and I love yeah. Thanksgiving food. What is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Uh, like let's the, see. The well, wow. the, the like the like family favorites is uh, my mom makes these like these mushrooms that are in this like black sauce. I'm not exactly sure what it is. And you don't even Oil, like mushrooms. I don't, I don't even like mushrooms that, that, but uh, I do like that dish, but it's like kind of the, the fan favorite. Of, I don't, in a black sauce. So picture what that would be. Yeah. It's like, it's like a deep black sauce. It's, uh, I'm not it's sure exactly poison. It actually. She's been trying to um, kill men for years. Um, but uh, my personal favorite, I would say, um, 
Honestly, I think I would either go with stuffing or Good choice. Uh, sometimes we have a, a, another family that comes and hangs out and they'll bring mac and cheese. Ooh, like double family? Very, very That's fancy tight. mac and cheese. Mac and cheese on Thanksgiving is kind of a power play, but I'm, I'm into yeah, it. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's an easy move. So yeah. mine, mine, Dylan, over the years, mine has evolved a lot. It used to okay. just be the bread. I used to literally just love the bread. Huh, okay. Your Thanksgiving favorite food is bread. bread. My mom yeah. used to make, okay. well, she still does, but she makes this braided bread with like, you Ooh. know, oil and, and herbs on top. It's really good. Ooh. And then I and then I started to love the dessert that she made that was chocolate brownie trifle which is oh that's that that's a, a Rittman classic it's, oh absolutely it's yeah. a three-layer dessert with brownies whipped cream and pudding it's I can really, attest really to that good. shit it's good so Damn. as a simple you know as a simple youth with sugar addiction I love that <laughs> um but now and then I love mac and cheese she does like a crusty mac and cheese it's really good too but now it's, it's funny because food is the only place where you can say something is crusty and it's yeah, good. It's, it's, good, it's yeah. a good descriptor. Yeah. No, now it's stuffing because my mom actually puts the stuffing in the bird's butt, so it gets all those nice turkey juices. <laughs> I feel like that's how stuffing's supposed to be, but yeah, most people yeah, just bite out of a do like it on a, the side. Yeah, right. sure. Yeah. They don't they don't commit to the turkey like, ingestion. Typically, uh, the the stuffing my mom makes has some kind of like sausage in it. Yeah, so like, my uh, oh. my grandmother used to make it with the uh, oysters, which is really good. That sounds actually really good. That's I think, fucking crazy. That's a power play. I think that's Rachel's family does it that way. It's real, real good. I did Rocky Mountain oysters. So uh, yeah, yeah, testicles. She put a ton of testicles. <laughs> my grandma was a freak. Uh, no, I, my favorite. I think those is my... are your uncle's balls in the turkey. <laughs> Gross. Mm. Uh, how do they? How do they have, make that happen every year? Though that's the question. New uncle. How many? Ba- <laughs> There's not a lot of uncles left in Dylan's family. <laughs> how come I have a new uncle every year, Bob? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, my my cousin makes a really good sweet potato casserole with like a little like crispy marshmallows on the top mm, and okay. some uh, 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 brown sugar. It's is it just me or, or the the sweet potato dish is too sweet? No, no, no. There's I, a limit. I, I, like, I like it. I like it really sweet. I, I like because I, I think she uses. I don't think there's actually a difference between yams and sweet potatoes, but like she's no, the ones the that aren't like super sweet. I don't know. It, it works. I think yams are just a different way to prepare. S- sweet some someone's know. gonna come in and tell us that they're completely. Hey, different. all you yam experts out there, yam fans. Just, I mean, let, let's be sweet realistic yam. here. We're all horror fans. We probably just eat chicken nuggets all the time. So, oh, I I fantasize about chicken nuggets daily. <laughs> That's my favorite Thanksgiving feast is chicken nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> That's actually what I wanted to say: chicken nuggets and hot sauce. <laughs> I, I wanted to bring up. Uh, I had a fucking weird dream about you guys and food, and I can't remember what. Were it was. you spreading whipped cream on our nipples? Oh, nah. Oh well, let's move on. Um, God, that sounds great. Too. All right, let's talk about one of our films. Um, why don't we? Why don't I guess? I guess we can just go kind of go in order here. Sure. Um, let's talk about uh, Pilgrim for Thanksgiving. Uh, D- uh, Dylan. You yeah. Talk about Pilgrim? sure. Pilgrim is. Uh, you won't find it by just looking it up on IMDb. It is actually part of the Into the Dark uh, series that yeah, Hulu th- has been is, doing. I've not kept up with any of them. Well, I I tried to kind of look into Into the Dark. Is this the only one that exists so far? Or no, what? there's a there's an entire season of it, and they're like when I I saw Hulu advertising these, they're basically just a series uh, of a uh, series of films. Of films i thought they were going to be like short films or something they're just yeah, full on full length yeah. yeah this is an hour and 30 minutes uh but there's a whole bunch of them this is in the second season of it uh and uh, oh, apparently they've okay got, interesting yeah an entire one they uh one of the best ones is supposed to be done by uh nacho vigilando the guy who did uh colossal uh, okay. so like could be could be pretty good i'm into that yeah uh anyway this one is a standalone movie but it's done by the guy who did the collector and the collection which none of us have seen De- Devin is Devin big really, on that. Yeah. really likes the collector at least uh and uh, this one is a pilgrim hor- or pilgrim themed Thanksgiving horror movie, which, as we found, Thanksgiving themed horror movies are weirdly uh, few and far between, and they mostly suck when they show up. I think we've always been really into the idea of them since uh, Eli Roth's Grindhouse short of Thanksgiving, yeah, which, yeah. you know, for all the, the problems of Eli Roth, like th- that is a really good short and uh, and gets across the, the need for this holiday yeah. to have something attached to it. Anyway, this one is about uh, a girl uh, who is adopted by or no. 
is is uh, a her name is Cody. Cody. Uh, she's from a first. Marriage. She's from a first. Yeah, marriage. she's from a first marriage, uh, and uh, her dad remarried to mm-hmm. another woman who she doesn't really like much. Although she really loves her younger brother, mm-hmm. uh, who they got out of that deal. Uh, you know the, the transaction and uh, oh, sexual. I love calling my children yes. transactions. Yes, yes. yes. Exactly. he's he's the, no, he he's the product. Of he's the, the residual. Yes. Correct. Yes, uh, he's the curse. She Fuck. she really loves Cody, but uh, doesn't like the mother. And no, the mother is Cody. her name's Cody. I'm sorry. Really he's loves fucking the, the boy. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, the boy's a different movie from Shadow. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Anyway, Cody uh, is is really at odds with her stepmother, who is very like Instagram kind of Pinterest. Uh, yeah. Into that sort of stuff. And so uh, to keep up with the Joneses, she weirdly decides to hire Pilgrim reenactors <laughs> to uh, live in with them yeah, yeah. for uh, about a week, basically <laughs> leading up to Thanksgiving so that they can have like the Thanksgiving experience. Weird yeah, setup. Yeah. Anyway, they hire these uh, Pilgrim reenactors who are a little too into their uh, their jobs and are never breaking care character uh come to find out that there might be something a little bit uh but not above board about these uh pilgrims and they might be taking thanksgiving a little too seriously uh and they might be trying to do some bad stuff to the family and yeah. surrounding families that's pilgrim yeah so, so I, I think the first thing we should talk about is like the concept of this like it's obviously absurd i think at yeah. first at first it seems somewhat reasonable the idea that she you know she's having these like reenactors come and hang out with them and but then once she starts talking to uh, the daughter about the situation, she's like, oh, yeah, they're going to stay here for a few days. She, I, I will say I, I appreciate that. The daughter's uh, pushback is really Co- good. Cody is like, like, are, are you, you fucking kidding? Me? She's yeah. like, these are complete strangers. <laughs> they're going to just live in our house for a few days. Like, this is fucking weird. Um, the movie's aware, at least, of its tongue being planted firmly in cheek. And, and I yeah, think that that yeah. pays off later, especially uh, sure. when the shit does hit the fan. Yeah. Early on, there is a bit where, like, before Cody starts pushing back at that, the tone like, is hard to tell. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. And, and uh, I, I think for me, like, the weirdest thing about it, I think I, I would I would almost say this is probably one of the bigger problems of the film is that, like, the the editing and sort of the feel huge problem. The, the editing is obviously kind of weird. It, it reminds me of uh, Crank or yeah. uh, Mom and Dad. But the thing about those films is that immediately from the get-go, they're kind of absurdist. Like When Crank, it fits, too, because the whole movie is about he can't stop moving <laughs> sure. or his heart will explode. Sure, yeah. And the problem is in this, like, the tone at the end of the film Absolutely aligns, yeah. aligns. But I think that, like, the, the camera work being the same throughout the film doesn't make sense. We should have had the insane shit with the camera work at the end. It's not just that the camera work is kind of schizophrenic. It's also that it is like it's just constantly moving. It's constantly doing something to remind you that there is a camera. And I hate it when directors do this where it's just like let a, a scene or a shot breathe. Yeah, like, let something you don't out. have to, to make us know that you are the director at all times. And the from cuts what Devin like, says, <laughs> this is kind of the, this guy's thing from yeah. the collector. He did yeah. it as well. But the thing that really bothered me here and gave me like legitimate kind of light vertigo. Yeah, you is mentioned there's this. this like weird fisheye or soft focus like they're moving the planes of focus constantly in this movie where and I think it's done digitally as an after effect. It looks like the the, <laughs> the, the, the frame is the worst breathing. way you can it's possibly do. It. I, 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 th- I thought that the movie didn't necessarily look good, but it didn't bother me. I was when it first started, I was concerned because there was like a major like fisheye. It's in, really in the beginning, with, yeah. and then, but then, it, but then it, it went pretty normal, uh, and I and I was kind of, um, I I don't know, it didn't bother it, me, but I know that you're typically lightens, pretty sensitive. It lightens to that. up a little bit during the middle, but I will say, yeah. I mean, this is something that I'm like particularly sensitive to. Right. Shaky cam stuff doesn't tend to bother me, but stuff that is like aggressively yeah, edited. Yeah, this, this is or, different than shaky cam, and it gets um, there is some shaky cam, but it is mostly just that like the camera is insistent and constantly moving. There's never a moment where like even just in a dialogue scene, the camera is always just kind of like loosely panning around 
nowhere moving for no reason well also i like that uh when they forget to move the camera they also are just like okay there's no movement on the scene let's just digitally zoom in on that <laughs> that's, thing that's the, the part scene. that was making they'll just digi- zoom in on the brother's face and he's just like sitting there blank blank face just like <laughs> oh it's to no uh, effect early on i think later on they actually get yeah some good no la- later on there's some good shit with it um i i do really like the the sort of like credit sequence, the intro credit sequence. Yeah, of, really good credits. There's like a lot of like old timey it, sort of funny. Thanksgiving. Like it's it's almost like propaganda videos. Um, the whole time I was listening to that, I was like out of my mind. Paul Paul actually mentioned this movie for that credit sequence yeah. in our Discord before oh, okay. we before he even knew we were watching. Oh, okay, this. interesting. It's great. It it, it kind of has that uh, trick or treat vibe to it, where yeah. it feels kind of like it's calling back to the older, you know, like it's also it's also like funny and it's letting yeah. letting you know what you're getting into. And I'm grateful that it is because i think the movie takes a little bit to get that tone quite nailed down yeah that's the problem is that like it it plays it pretty straight for like a very long time um i i will say like uh i i liked um the main actress that plays cody her name is rain r-e-i-g-n which is a weird pretty badass name uh but i i thought she was really good i thought that uh she was like very the, the whole like love for her little brother, but kind of detest for her she's stepmother. Believably shitty as a teen, like she's yeah, she's shitty yeah. in an understandable way, and I think yeah. that does pay off actually with uh, some yeah. of what the movie ends up doing and what yeah. it ends up being about. I I also really like the uh, the guy who plays our our main pilgrim uh, is like <laughs> really like mustache twirly and like yeah. over the yeah. top, but he definitely yeah. sells it in a way that I think the movie ends up again ends up paying off really well. Uh, once it kind of hits that tone and it takes it about most of the like first half to actually get to that point where you're like, yeah. oh, I get what they're going for here. Yeah, I I guess we'll kind of like go into like what what the end is like without spoiling it. But um, it, it kind of just it, it kind of just throws a lot of the the things that set up uh, in the beginning kind of out the window. Things start to get like more insane, like more pilgrims are showing up. It's just getting more and more you know absurd we have all these pilgrims showing up that are completely uh de deconstructing the house building all kinds of their own shit they're they're really taking over and uh once the family sorts of started to like uh fight back and, and you know push back on this that's when things like kind of kick into gear and it gets to be pretty fun at, yeah. uh, at that point once the family starts fighting back the end of this movie is like legitimately really fun uh, and the, the gore I, that I, is, I in it is very creative yeah yeah yeah, it becomes a really good horror comedy at the end, which it just I don't know why it waited so long to play that hand, because it's yeah. clear that they had a yeah. deft hand with some yeah. of the comedy because the stuff at the end is legitimately funny. But what's, what's early weird, on, what's, there's not much. What's odd is that, like, they, for example, they set up like the the boyfriend character a lot and they they set up a lot of things in the beginning that that just kind of disappear, not in a way that they don't explain it, but it's just like, oh, they're gone. Yeah. And uh, it, it, the pacing is definitely strange on this and, and, and not in its favor. I feel like they were just killing time, basically. Like, yeah. Like yeah. My, my experience of this sounds very different than your all's, but it, it basically feels like they were glossing over moments and, and having like little vignettes with the characters basically just to kill time until we could actually have the absolutely the uber violence at the end, which is which is pretty fun and, and intriguing. But at the time when I was watching it, I was just so baffled by every single step that we were taking to get there. I, I was definitely baffled, but I will say that like for me personally, it was that that type of baffled where I was interested. I was engaged. I was like, this is fucking weird. I, I, I thought a lot how weird this is given the fact that we've seen what? 900, a thousand fucking it's, horror it's, movies. Yeah. This, point. This, this is, this is a really weird movie. It's got its own thing. I, I will give it that a hundred percent. Like and even the, the kind of horror gore that happens at the end is mm-hmm. over the top in a way that I kind of haven't <laughs> seen anything quite like it. Uh, you know, it, it gets into levels of, of something like uh, your, your super gory comedies, but it 
leading up to that kind of doesn't know what kind of movie it wants to be. And I do agree that I think this feels like and I don't know if this is the case for all the into the dark things, but I bet there's going to be more than a couple where this is the case. It didn't need to be an hour and 30 minutes. And that's maybe like the the runtime they gave it and they just had to to get there. I I don't know. That's what's weird, though, is that when I was watching it, it felt like it was going so fast, but I never had any idea what was going on any given second. And like, well, that's that's the camera's issue. And that is the biggest knock against this movie. This camera cannot get out of its fucking way. And it's a shame because I do think that there is like a kind of cool movie here for it to get out of the way of. I, I, I wish that the the first like three quarters of the film were shot traditionally and yes. then we and then, and then it gets nuts. and then it gets nuts at the end so here's my thing i the whole time i was grappling with this this movie either needs to be more silly and lean into how absolutely ridiculous and stupid the concept is or it needs to take itself uber seriously and like really delve in the details i'm thinking like when you watch the movie like the witch right it's set in a period piece where everyone has accents and they're very very methodical about how these people act in this movie, I feel like this pilgrim guy was trying. In the pilgrims, in this movie, we we also forget that there's a lady pilgrim, but they literally loan her I out. Like her a lot, actually. They literally get rid of her in the first second. They're like, "Oh, uh, I've got a couple pilgrims coming. Uh, I'll lend you one for the week." And I think that actress just, is really creepy. Gives her away. Yep. She is creepy. I She's wish she was in, uh, ready or not, which I think. Oh, oh I, didn't I, I didn't know that. Well, I think we're watching it very soon. I uh, I wish that she'd been in the movie more, but anyway, like they loan her away, and then. I feel like if they had been more like anal about these pilgrims being in character and being really like obtuse about modern technology and stuff like it felt like really half-assed how they were using these pilgrims like they're supposed to be period correct but they're like oh I understand technology I understand modern customs settle on a a good kind of reveal for that like what what it ends up these pilgrims are I do like I like the concept a lot but I think that you're right it it feels the tone tone is just weird in the beginning of this movie and not it's weird in in like an intriguing way I was like where's this going what's this doing interesting but But it is not quite settled on itself I don't know It, it gets there in the end and I do have to say like I, I can't tell enough. The end is really fun it, and it's really good. It, it's it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, uh, there there's some great memorable moments. I think I'll I'll definitely remember the little kid giving the thumbs up at the end. Uh, fuck, that made me laugh so hard. There's some great uh, vomit stuff happening. God bless. Yeah, I it was funny because I was I was waiting for like a huge comeuppance and like insane gore, but what they do with all the vomit stuff is ooh, good. it's it's a plus. Um. All right, why don't we go ahead and uh, review this puppy, uh, Blue Sir? What do you think? So, I, I kind of want to give you all just my experience with this movie because this movie isn't so much a movie to me as it is just an experience set, set, that I had. Set the scene. Like, how were how you watching this? Like, <laughs> so it was. Devin here. It was Sunday night, and I was I was drinking, and I've been drinking all day actually. So of course you had. Of of course it's Sunday, so why not? And <laughs> and I was thinking like, oh, I don't really want to watch this movie, but I I'll drink some more. So I kept drinking. Putting, and putting a movie off is always a bad idea. Yeah, it's oh, a yeah. terrible idea. And so it was Sunday night, and I was just tired and whatever. Yeah. And the movie starts, and I'm like, oh, that this is kind of weird. It, it's really ugly to watch, and it's kind of confusing. And I don't I don't know why we're making these decisions. And basically, I got caught into this this like weird like broken loop. Like imagine like a computer program that's like stuck in this infinite loop where it's oh, just like constantly breaking. Yeah, evil speak. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Wait for Cyber um, Monday. And so I I got caught in this loop where I was kind of hazily trying to compute the scene I had just seen. I don't fully reconcile it, and then I see the next scene, and it just compounds into the point where like the movie is washing over me, and I'm experiencing it, but I don't actually see it. I don't I don't even know what the fuck happened in this movie. And then by the time I'm like comprehending it and following what's happening then there's crazy violence and i'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck this is kind of cool and then i'm laughing and then i'm laughing and then i'm, I'm trying to process it and then the movie's over i'm like 
And then I think to myself, and I'm like, okay, I need to get some water. So I walk out in the next room. And by the time I get to the next room, I'm like, did I just see that movie? <laughs> <laughs> this was one of the most in like just baffling yeah. experiences yeah. to me ever. It was more of like a haze, like a, yeah, not awakened fright, not quite a fever dream, but it was a weird, um, just if just, an, it was like an ether. I, I went into a, a deep space and I saw this movie and then I came back out and then here I am, uh, I don't love this movie and, and the whole time I was watching it, I was confused and I, I, I like I kind of said earlier in my review, I was bothered that they didn't commit enough to the, to the whole, yeah to their whole shtick, but they didn't go c- comedy enough. I, I don't know. I didn't really like much of this they movie. Get, I think they get there, but sure they get there. But, but if you take 80% yeah. of your runtime to get there, I don't know that I, you know, respect that. I don't think it's a terrible movie and I, I, I definitely can see why you guys would think it's fun. It's, it definitely has its moments, but for me it was, so fucking baffling and, and nonsense for the 80% of it that I checked out by that point. So it's a stinker. Okay. Uh, it's one stinker. So uh, I'll give my review now. Um, I, I think that this is probably, I think that and this isn't saying much. This is probably the best Thanksgiving horror it's movie. It's a really low bar. Um, I, I mean, if you want to count blood rage, that's definitely the best. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you really can personally. I think, I think that one just literally has a scene where they go, Oh, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, but yeah, as far as like a themed, true holiday film, uh, this is probably the best one. Um, that being said, it has a lot of problems. Uh, it, it's kind of a, it is hard to look at at times. It's just God, like yeah. very, um, like frantic camera work when when it's completely unnecessary. We have scenes of old white ladies talking to each other, and the camera's like <laughs> going all over. Close up on their face. It's so yeah, weird. And, it, and it's not even used to like any kind of like comedic effect or anything like that. Um, it eventually is, and uh, for me, that, that that's kind of where this wins out. I think that, for the most part, the movie is sort of um, serviceable, and you, you kind of know that it's building up to something. I think that what it builds up to is pretty fun, and I think that if you are, you know, a, a quote-unquote horror fan, I, I think you'll you'll dig it. I think your average person will be like, oh, that was stupid. Um, they wouldn't but, necessarily be wrong. And, and they're not wrong, to be fair, but uh, it's definitely one of those, like, you know, if you know what you're getting into and if you've seen shit like this and you know that when things get get silly, like you just kind of have to sit back and, and let it happen. It, it's kind of fun. Uh, yeah, for me, it's a light gem. I I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I've been wrestling with seeing this one. What to give it? I think this is about as close to like middle of the road as I, I could get with something. And that's yeah. because the the problems that I have with it are so immense. And the things that I like about it are also pretty immense. Like I think yeah. the ending of this movie is just a fucking blast. Like it's really, really fun. <laughs> yeah. It's absurd. It's yeah. really good horror comedy and, and straight up great gore. Uh, but the right to get there. And even that part itself has just some of the worst fucking camera work I've seen in a horror movie. It cannot get out of its way. It is unnecessarily stylized. And for me, like legitimately kind of nausea inducing. Uh, So I really don't know. Like I'm kind of torn both ways. I don't know if it's worth getting to the end, uh, putting up with some of the meandering bullshit early on, but that's even not as bad though, as something like Carrie two that we watched recently, as far as Mm. being dull, I was still tuned in. I, uh, had to look the camera still. Yeah, sure. well, I had to look away. Genuinely, had to look away from the screen a couple of times because I was starting to get a little. This literally made you sick, and you're about to give it a gem. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't know still because I do think that like this this director made a big big boo boo in uh, fucking around with the camera yeah, so much. Poo poo. But uh, I gotta maybe give it a light gem in the mm-hmm. the long run, just because there are so few good uh, Thanksgiving horror movies, and the end of this one is a really good Thanksgiving horror movie. Uh, yeah. It gets there. Yeah. It's just a little rough on the way over. 
flavor, uh, but it's still a light gem. Yeah, I would say that if you have to, you know, if you're interested in picking out like a a Thanksgiving horror film to watch with your friends. Uh, you know, so would you recommend this during Thanksgiving dinner with your family? Um, uh, depends you know, on your family. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> well, no, nah, I guess there's some stuff that's pretty dark. I may might not work. I was so gonna say maybe. What's the perfect, you know, family pleasing Thanksgiving oh, horror movie? Oh, yeah, Blood, Blood Rage. Rage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Everybody would love that mom screaming. When, when and the mom's at the right cake at the fucking wall, then yeah, God, people Blood Rage love is great. it. All right, guys. Uh, we've got a we got an email. We got a comment on our Ooh. on our one of our episodes. First one in years on the lake episode. It says, <laughs> "Wait, which one was the lake episode?" Don't worry. It says. New comment from Indira. It says, Hi, very nice website. Cheers. Need cheap hosting for $10 a year or a VPS? And we got about eight of those on. Oh, uh, Indira, thanks. Damn. I got excited. We got so many comments and it's just spam. Sorry. We do. We do need cheap hosting. Thanks, Indira. Indira, thanks for, uh, Thank thanks for the recommendation. So We're really going to take that out. Do you think out. she's listening right now? Yeah, definitely. Indira's yeah, a big fan. I think so, too. Um, she's dear to me. Uh, all right. We're going to talk about our next film in chronological order, which is going to be uh the stuff the stuff is our black friday episode or black friday themed film consumerism uh that kind of stuff i think think so i haven't seen it before this no me you and i think Devin. we have a small group uh, yeah you are a couple stuff heads yeah we're stuffies as the film says uh blister why don't you tell us about the stuff yeah, the stuff. Uh, real treat. Uh, we start out with Literally. a weird gug uh, lapping up filth from the <laughs> so snow. So accurate. <laughs> and he's like, wow, this is really good stuff. And I, he I eats think, it. I think we should really paint the scene here. This, Truly this is, begins with th- this. This is, this is a dude that's like, I guess he's like uh, working at like a snowy, I thought it was like an Antarctica or something. Yeah, imagine the setting of the thing. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. But it's a weird And weird uh, old man literally walks up near, near the camera. Yogurt. There's there's ground There's yogurt. goop on the ground. The first thing he does is pick it up and he like licks Immediately, it. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I, this is delicious. I thought immediately I thought it was a weird choice that the stuff would be white and they're putting it in snow. In I'm snow, like, how odd. could you even tell? But who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. So anyway, fast forward a few years. The stuff is this miracle food that's been discovered. It's low calorie. It's delicious. It's good for you. So, of course, some piece of shit uh, company has started marketing it and selling it in just massive quantities. And uh, it's taken over the American food market by storm. Uh, so cue the evil counter corporation that wants to uh, steal that formula steal that secret get the secret of the stuff and they're going to market it and sell a competitive product so they hire this guy uh mo Mo. rutherford who is just an absolute gem of a fucking (laughs) weird guy protagonist Uh, love this guy uh anyway he is hired he is a an fbi dropout or a fiery or whatever the fuck he is and he is going to steal those trade secrets so he does whatever he can to infiltrate the stuffs corporation he's a corporate saboteur which i guess is a job he's he's an ex-fbi agent that's what a big smooth brain would say uh he infiltrates that corporation and as he basically as he pulls peels back the layers of that onion he's going to find out that the stuff is a little weirder than it seems and the people involved in it are going missing and uh, the stuff might be bad for you. Yeah, yeah, so we have like a secondary main character in the form of a little, little, little boy. Little Billy. Uh, he's, yeah, we'll, we'll call him Little Billy though. I like Billy uh, better. I like yeah, Billy, I like yeah. Billy. So Billy, g- you know, he's, <laughs> this is this is one of the mo- my, my favorite. <laughs> this, okay, this is early on in the film and I, and, I, and I love this scene. So little Billy goes downstairs and it's like three in the morning and um, he opens up the fridge and he sees that their their stuff in the fridge, the stuff in the fridge is kind of like moving. Um, his dad, his dad his comes dad downstairs. So his aggro. dad is so upset and uh, he's like, he's like, what are you doing downstairs? And he's he spanks him and says, don't you ever pull this on me again, young man. 
that being just being, being downstairs. Awake. This yeah. dad yeah. is awake. such a fucking piece of so shit. so mad. Um, but yeah, so, so you know, th- th- this is kind of where we're at with this film, is that, like, you're going to get a lot of... Um, Wholly unrelated scenes strung together. Horrific, yeah. uh, horrifically written uh, dialogue that is, that is very funny. But then you also have um, another one of my favorite scenes uh, we get early on in the film where... Mel Rutherford meets up with the exec. Oh, the boat scene, he literally this, goes this into is, a private yeah. yacht. This is so, like the best scene he, in the fucking movie. He, by he, he shows up on the fucking boat. He walks in. He's like, I'm Mel Rutherford. And he reaches out his hand. He's like, oh, sweaty hands. Shaking, sweaty palm. He's, he's oh, like, sweaty, sweaty palm. palm. And, then, and then he's like shaking every person's hand. He's like, oh, that's two sweaty palms. And he's like, oh, sweaty palm here too. Oh, you've all got sweaty palms. And then he explains how he like slipped this one dude uh, in his jacket. He slipped him a uh, tracking device or a listening device. I just want to sell the emotional roller coaster that is a scene because he comes in and he looks like a doof. Like he looks he like a smooth brain. You would not if you walked into this think that this was going to be your protagonist. And then right. when I decided is you're like, wait, what? Oh, would have never boy. guessed. And no one would blame talks you. Talks like a bumpkin. He's just like, oh, I'm Mo Rutherford. You know my why they call me Mo Rutherford? Because I love to give people Mo, Mo money. money. Well, he's like, I, they, my friends give me money, but I just say I want Mo money. And like. <laughs> You you hear this he's line got like the weirdest accent. You're like, oh, that's of, really funny. That's a stupid like, line. Like a foghorn leghorn. I'm just a yeah. simple country lawyer sort of thing. It yeah, is. Yeah, I guess for me, for me at work because he sounds like a numpty. He looks like a numpty and he walks like a numpty. But he's pretty smart. He actually is very intelligent and he's like very he, shifty. He like within a few moments like dominates this entire scene of these big wig you know uh, company. He, he has that sort of like you know he, he's acting really aloof and he's walking in and like acting like it's no big deal but he's just commanding everyone around him at all times so for the first like third of this movie i was like mo rutherford i want mo mo rutherford people you know, always like, say i want some mo i mean i mean i was loving I, it honestly throughout the film other than he's like a huge asshole sometimes yeah, yeah. um he you know like uh, he's but endearingly I, weird it's just yeah it's, it's he's one, very weird i love the scene in the it's movie almost choices. like it's almost like it's like it's like dale cooper but yes. an asshole yeah basically that's that's kind of why i liked it because i was getting these it's weird like dale cooper vibes. and dale gribble combined sure like double dale. Yeah, I, yeah i like the scene where he walks into the set of a stuff uh commercial being filmed and he literally <laughs> convinces a woman in a single scene to become his boy his uh girlfriend and then he like we don't see her until much well, later th- so that, she's that, the the creator of the stuff well she's the mark marketing expert she's like the marketing director so th- this is this is like one issue with this movie that like he he basically convinces her that he's like a millionaire he wants to buy our company right he's gonna buy it but there's there's a weird thing where there's a I think it's a missing scene if, to be honest oh there's a lot of missing but scenes it, but, in this oh, movie. Yeah. but essentially what happens <laughs> is stuff that, ate it is that like then the next time we see her she's like for some reason she's like like fit, just finishing crying and talking to him and yep and with it, he <laughs> oh, has God, already I forgot that scene. he had already like off screen revealed that he was just uh some so guy the virgin the virgin the version that i had he does reveal that to her but well, okay that was that's weird i was watching like a scene of them of them walking like outside uh in the city or whatever yeah but, he, but that but that's the scene that i'm talking about like oh. she was already sort of like, was with her crying. Crying. she was like finishing Ooh, crying I don't know what that to was, me then. like what i'm imagining is that like they went to that dinner and that he was like hey listen i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm trying to figure out there's something wrong with the stuff because in that next scene she's talking about how yeah i feel like there's something wrong with the stuff too it's, yeah it's one of many scenes that are just spliced together and somehow eventually like 20 minutes later movie. they're like engaged to be married there this this movie is it's got incredible attention deficit disorder like it yeah. is just all over the place most scenes are just kind of spliced in wherever that kind of feels like they should well, be we are introduced to characters who like drop in and drop out of the movie at will like we're introduced to a character i love 
uh, uh, who, chocolate chip chocolate chip charlie who <laughs> oh, God, is yeah. the kung fu ceo of a like <laughs> i fucking love him he's like kung fu famous God. amos and he just shows up and he can just do kung fu that's part yeah. of who chocolate chip yeah. charlie is also he his name is chocolate chip charlie what more do you need yeah he's he's wonderful and, and we get like some interplay with him and mo i really like but then chocolate chip charlie just leaves the movie yeah. he just decides to go do something else because mo tells him go do this quest that, that's like a problem this yeah, movie has a lot sucks, where it, yeah. it has this gem right whatever that is it's like yeah. it's either mo or chocolate chip charlie or it's this weird interaction with this girl and like it knows it's good and then it just removes it from the movie like, and then Chuck what Charlie it chooses just to focus on is frustrating like our, our kid character who we get some good scenes of who, when he's like, garbage he's confronting his family like they're trying to get him to eat the stuff because we love it and we love you you know they're so they're instead of zombified. eating the stuff he eats fucking shaving cream yeah i love that he's just it, like not grimacing at all eating the fucking loads <laughs> no, of he, shaving cream he, he was he's a bad actor but he was trying to like show his face being like upset that's yeah. why the dad notices um, I feel like the uh, what's that film uh, at World's End or is that what I'm thinking well, of? yeah a little bit of the, 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 the uh, Cornetto trilogy one yeah. yeah you get like kind of duplicates or whatever or yeah. like oh, a body snatcher almost right, kind that's of that's a much better version I, of this I, I think that I think uh, part of the, the big problem with this is that like this doesn't end up I wanted it to be that I, I was ready for it to yeah. kind of be a body snatcher type thing it tries a little bit but it, but for some reason this movie like two thirds of the way in takes a weird turn where it becomes a pseudo action movie Man, it doesn't just take a turn two thirds of the movie and this movie is constantly turning it's like a dog chasing yeah. its tail yeah, it does it not know what it wants well, to focus on to take that attitude with this review I actually loved uh, one part of it was like like every once in a while you'll get like a stuff commercial and it's so funny Real and good. Uh, the stuff jingle is great. Just like never enough is enough of the, the stuff. The, like the anti-corporate stuff that, that happens in here is really well done. And like the, the, the commercial, like the, the even the label and the way that the stuff looks yeah. super well designed. Like it mm. absolutely looks like an 80s, early 80s product. I think they had I, a lot of great ideas. I think I don't know if it was sure. edit, editing that was an issue, but this movie just has a lot of Dude, there, a lot of whiplash. There, there is there is a, there is some editing this film where I and I, I honestly believe that they didn't finish filming or or something went horribly wrong yeah. Yeah. there are, there are some sequences where they're splicing things together there's so much like uh like people talking dubbed over There's images of, of really ADR. nothing, yeah. really oh, nothing yeah, at all. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which which is like a key indicator of like we don't have the right footage it's here. So big brain. just show uh show a car driving along and just talk like it's hey now we're going we're going away from the town. We're like, it's pretty Ma- messy and that Mo also, Rutherford kind of sells it a little bit. Yeah, but. but also like that that's you know how we get from one place to another. It's basically like they had a storyboard of a, a bunch of different ideas and places people they wanted to be. People are everywhere. People are just like, driving everywhere. The kid is with them for like most. <laughs> Of their adventure so, for some reason. I, I wanted to highlight this because I thought the scene with the kid joining this whole party was one of the most amazing, dumbest sequences it's, I've ever it's seen. It's hilarious. It yeah. so no sense. We've set up that this kid has an issue with his family, right? Because his family loves the stuff. They're literally addicted to it. And he's like, He knows the stuff. He's is like, bad. Guys, no, the stuff we, is we, bad. We watched him go through a grocery store and just destroy Rex, the whole yeah, thing. It's amazing, it. right? Shit. So we've set up that the kid doesn't like his family, but of course, he's still a family. You know, he's still a family man. He wants to, you know, save his, his family. All of a sudden, he has a huge fight with his parents, runs out of the house, and just as this is happening, Mo Rutherford just happens to pull up. He just skirts up. And literally, and then, he's like, get in the car, kid. And he's like, okay. He jumps in this car with a complete fucking stranger. He drives buddies. away, then buddies. flies and to another state immediately. And he's part of the crack team they've assembled of uh, Mo Rutherford, the designer of the stuff. And this, this kid, random kid. Chocolate Chip Charlie. And then later, a character I fucking hate that they he's introduced. He's the worst, yeah. Who is this? The, the, the general or the whatever. Commando. Oh, God. He's such a racist so, piece of shit. Most, yeah, of, the, most yeah. of the time when they're bouncing around between these things, I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is this doesn't make any sense how we got here, but I'm on board. Sure. Right. It's going to pay off into something 
our third act, though, they choose to focus on a character who's fucking broadly and so stupid, and he just absolutely kills the movie. I think you're supposed to dislike him, but it's also like. I feel like you're also supposed this one thing is militia leader or something. I don't. If know. he was he's more, like, he, he basically is like a guy that's like kicked out of the army, and he, he kind of has to be more extra. He has an entire army at his base. Right. He's, he's a general. Sort, he's I don't sort of, understand. No, he's like kicked out, but he like formed his own militia, like I guess. private company. It's like a private army. Yeah. And I think if he was a little more extreme, like maybe his off-color humor would have been funny. He needed to be either less of a fucking giant asshole yes. or more of one. The problem is, is that we've been this entire time, we've been following this movie with these kind of funny, likable, shitty, dumb characters. Yeah. And like, that's yeah. okay. And then you have yeah. this extreme piece of shit who now is like actually racist and awful. And you're like, oh. He's the one who starts resolving things. He's the one who leads the army to this becoming yeah. a, a shitty action movie at the very end. It's very so shitty. weird. It's weird. I, I, I do want to uh, say. But then like, to go back to good shit. Yeah. There's some good maybe stuff Maybe we were same thought uh, well, here. I, I I wanted to kind of highlight. We haven't talked about the stuff much, but yeah, this some of the some of the effects of the stuff is really really incredible. fun. Incredible. Yeah. There's a scene. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is when they're in the hotel room and like his pillow attacks him, and all of a sudden the stuff starts flying into the ceiling. Oh, like so good. I thought that scene it's, was fucking it dope. Great. It's like, a weirdly credible threat too yeah. when it does that. Like yeah, some something about the design of this being like this like kind of gelatinous like a uh, marshmallowy goop. I, I kind of I so, call it marshmallow like foam or whatever. A kind of fun element of the stuff is that essentially it like fills your body and your body yep. becomes full of the stuff and then your body like will eject the stuff at, like you kind of like blow up in, eventually if it's right. in danger if yeah. the stuff is in danger so we have a we have a great scene later one one of the funniest effects where a, a character i won't say who it is but it's hollowed out gets oh, completely filled and you know she's uh, one of the characters is like uh what happens like you know when the stuff leaves your body he's like oh i know exactly what happens and then their head starts splitting open and it's fucking the stuff tight, is coming out. The this movie are actually legitimately pretty great. Pretty, yeah. great. pretty, and like, fun, pretty I, fun. I I I don't know. I feel like I needed more of them or yes. sure. We we I, I, I could always take more of the stuff. Never enough. Yeah, nice. I also love that I, uh, this movie ends. It's so funny. It's not a spoiler, but just like basically the stuff kind of turns into like uh, like a black market kind of a thing and yeah, the that's last cute. And the I, last sequence is like someone doing a black market deal and it's just like credits. Uh, yeah. No, and it's not it quite that. such well, a whimper. We have, uh, <laughs> I guess this isn't really a spoiler, but like the CEO is being forced really to like eat that the scene, stuff. Yeah, that was a good. That was scene, that was right yeah. before the scene. I'm talking I, I love about. just like this idea that like the you know they they're selling this product that they know is dangerous and and they really, come up and really like eat the rich energy i'm into yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. good it's I, I like the message it was just handled so poorly and <laughs> handled i mean so poorly and, and to, to even extend that whole theory that this movie wasn't finished or they didn't have all the scenes filmed or whatever I, happened I like think so yeah. like literally the movie just rapid fire ends like bam yeah. bam bam well, the scene the movie's pacing over. Every in general scene is going that way it's yeah. true but i feel like the ending was extreme when it ended i was like holy fuck that, yeah. that's it and that, yeah. it's done yeah. that was it alright let's wrap it up uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first uh, so this one is like I, I kind of got excited to watch this because uh, Brandon was messaging group chat and he was talking about the sort of unintentional timoneric energy of this film um, and yeah it's, it, it's got that it's got that like you know 80s sort of like trash it's like it's got that it's that, like sweet street trash yeah, sure. For the most part, Ooh, yeah. I don't. I don't like to talk about I fucking street hate trash. street trash. I hate street street trash. trash is it's a dirty word around here. <laughs> that yeah, that movie sucks. Other, other than trash. the one scene. Um, but yeah, something about this is definitely very charming. Um, I was watching with Rachel and she was playing Pokemon, and after a while, she just put that down and was kind of watching along. We were just like, "What the fuck is this? What is Mo Rutherford? Like, what is this fucking character? <laughs> that this is one of the most absurd protagonists I've ever seen in a film." And I was definitely on board. I think that 
the movie loses so much when Captain Asshole shows up and it is just and and just it turns into a, a movie that I I didn't really want. Like I didn't really want this to be army dudes showing up and like you know he he's got one or two good he's like um I love the sight of blood but this is gross. He's got and, yeah just one liners. Yeah, like I actually like that line but um for the most part he's just the fucking worst and uh the thing is though uh, the stuff that's around all that is is actually pretty fun whether intentional or not I, i'm not really sure um mo rutherford is a fucking weird protagonist that kind of needs to be seen to be understood um it's it's a gem for me but it's one that uh comes with a caveat for sure which is like you kind of got to know what you're getting into like this is not <sighs> this is not really like a great horror movie necessarily but it is a good like uh 80s kind of b movie dog shit that is that is fun enough uh while it lasts the stuff it's a light gem for me blutzer damn yeah i I actually thought you were gonna give it a stinker um this one man is is exactly right this movie is horribly flawed uh a lot of the movie is just absolute trash and incomprehensible bullshit most of the movie is incomprehensible yeah but that's a huge but there is that the first nothing wrong with butt stuff. Even there's literally nothing wrong with butt stuff, and that's why it's a perfect segue into my my gym that I'm about to give. Is that half of this movie is amazing to me. It was just absolutely baffling yeah. nonsense, but it was so convicted and so charming and so weird yeah. that I feel like I've never seen anything quite like this. Mo Rutherford is is such an amazing character that whenever he was on screen in the first half. I was literally in, like hooked. I could not stop watching this bullshit. Like I was watching on the computer and Kel was like, hey, are we going to watch the movie together? I'm like, I don't know, babe. I'm pretty focused right now. I really need to see Mo Rutherford. And she's like, well, we could stream it out here. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Fine. I'll, you know, I'll move the movie over and we'll watch it. And he, he has some amazing lines that are just... He... he he, his, his delivery he, is he insane. saves the movie yeah he, he, he's a character that you didn't think I, you wanted I, you know, but you, you know what i thought you, about you the want him. the one b twisted gave us that was like the boring uh movie where the guy it was like a similar concept where a guy was going to like investigate a, uh, a corporation oh uh not is it Gri- no not grizzly the prophecy yeah grizzly bear in it. that that one the, the main prophecy, character in that, that the all. main character in that is so dull and so boring and this movie easily, if this had this had come out maybe like a few years earlier, this easily would have been like that character. It would have been, sure. I'm Mr. Man. I'm here to be a guy. Like Mo Rutherford is at least guy white a man. character. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the the bare bones of this don't have any merit at all. But there's something about the writing and something about the way this movie's put together and the ideas behind it that are so compelling. There, there's charm to it. And and I really genuinely think that if I I feel like this movie had some kind of production hell or you know like pieces of the movie didn't, didn't absolutely didn't get filmed properly yeah. or didn't get made. And I think that this movie, if it had all those bits, would be an absolute fucking amazing B masterpiece. Um. But I think if you can go in and you know the faults and you've accepted those and there's going to be some weird stuff at the end and this movie isn't going to develop how you want. But I think that there's enough here that it's kind of worth seeing. And I think this movie is so interesting and so weird that it's compelling to me. So it's it's a gem. I think you should definitely check it out with all those fucking caveats we just talked about. Yep. All right. Uh, Dylan? This movie is a weird love child of Halloween 3 and Basket Case. Uh, <laughs> okay. And if you I can like see that for either sure. of those, uh, I think yeah, you'll like this that's one. A, that's a because way. both of those are messy movies, but they're mm-hmm. charming in their own messy way. Uh, and even subject matter wise, they kind of do a similar thing, but they have 
just this these weird little mixes in there like this movie is horrifically edited like just nothing <laughs> connects to anything it's all they just tried scatterbrain they definitely tried but even that is charming in, in its own right and our, our cast of characters is all kind of charming other than sergeant asshole because they're just out of place like none of them belong in this movie mm. but that makes them belong all the more together as this weird hodgepodge uh, at its core there's a really good idea here executed sloppily but executed charmingly and i think it makes it kind of stand above what are really just a whole bunch of funky pieces all thrown together uh, that becomes something that is, I kind of think, worth recommending. Uh, and I would actually, too, the more I think about this one, this is rife for a remake. Uh, one Definitely, done yeah. with exactly the right tone. I think they'd have to get something yeah. kind of close to this, but even maybe a little bit uh, kind of more focused on the anti-corporate sort of message to it. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it, it never becomes uninteresting other than the stretch with the army men. Uh, so the stuff it deserves its kind of weird cult status that it's got. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think it's worth checking out. It's it's not a good movie, but it is really fun. Uh, so it's it's a gem. All right. So we've uh, gorged ourselves on turkey and stuffing and mushrooms and brownie trifle. Stuffing is never enough. Now, now we're, oh. we're working through the weekend and uh, we've hit Monday, Cyber Monday. We're, we're in for the deals. Cyber Monday. And uh, can't wait to get those discounts. I, you know, nothing says a deal like uh, <laughs> like the the low rent, the low rent brother of Ron Howard. This is a deal. Clint with the devil. Howard. Um, <laughs> Uh, evil speak. Clint, man, I'm sorry you should have never had a uh, career, buddy. Yep. Uh, Just keep it to yourself. I can't find the Clint. Um, evil speak. <laughs> Boo. Uh, hell I'll okay. give that a thumbs up. All right. Um, evil speak. I guess I'll I'll uh, explain this one as best as I can. Good job. Uh, You've made your bed now. Evil sleep in it. <laughs> Pretty I, don't, I don't like that. I'll allow it. All right. Uh, so evil speak is about a. Well, let's talk about how we, we open. We open with a. Sort of a a, a blood ritual. God, I forgot a, a, about this opening. A, a satanic sacrifice. Uh, we've got a used to be Christian man. I'm assuming um, his name is. He no do God now. He do devil. Uh, what is? Oh, Esteban. Esteban. Uh, priest Esteban from. Um, <laughs> Brandon's laughing because we have a friend named Esteban, and uh, he would find this amusing. He's evil. Uh, he is. Uh, but this is in 1512, and uh, they're sacrificing a lady. Uh, she exposes her, her breasts uh, for our pleasure. Wow, wow, I mean, that's wow. reason enough to recommend it, right? Um, mm, wow. yeah. See Booby and Movie Guy watch again. Eh, not so much. Uh, but uh, he kind of turns to the dark side. He decides he's a bad man. Um, <laughs> he, he cuts her head off and it transitions to like a, what is it? A, Good a, transition. It's a soccer football ball game. Uh, yeah, a soccer ball game. And uh, Clint Howard is doing some sports, but he is not good at sports, which, wow, who, I mean, who would have guessed Howard, that? Yeah. <laughs> um, so young Clint Howard, he's he's not not bald. He's got a lot of hair. Uh, he is getting bullied by a lot of the the kids at his school. His school is kind of like a, um, it's, a military it's like a Catholic. Academy. Well, it's like Catholic it's like, military. Yeah, it's like a Catholic school that has like a, like a military program essentially. And um, there's a lot of like weird side shit that I'm not going to get into. But essentially, he's being bullied. Uh, he's he's kind of tasked with cleaning out the basement. He uncovers the book that was read during the sacrifice full of Latin phrases. Uh, Clint Howard is, I don't want to call him a computer nerd because he's really not. He's he really nothing. Happens to see he happens computer. to be on a computer and he starts to translate this book and come to find out it is the uh, book of Esteban that is explaining how to perform a satanic ritual. And he decides he wants to use that to kind of get back at some bullies, I guess. Well, thanks for nothing, Esteban. Um, yeah. Yeah, huge movie, all right. It's a lot to unpack. 
Is it? There's a, there's a lot to decipher here and just so much that we well, could talk about any given time. We could talk about anything. Yeah, we could. Like uh, the computer that was supposed to be in this movie and, and features very little into this. I'd always heard of this one as Clint Howard summons devil with computer, which I was like, fuck he yeah. He does, technically. Technically, that does happen. Uh, but in it the is, last 10 minutes. It is, honestly, like he only sets up his computer like fucking 40 minutes into this movie. Literally, literally 40 minutes. The, the lead in, good Jesus Christ, is so goddamn boring. Like, well, we, you see we, why we Clint Howard is the lesser brother, bullied. right? We, like, we get it. He deserves it's it. fucking Clint Howard. And honestly, <laughs> we, we spent most of the early runtime of this movie being like, yeah, fucking bully him. <laughs> so, well, they, they, they spend so much time like establishing, you're IQ is so high. You are such a oh, smart boy. Cooper Dick. But he literally walks. Clint around probably school made them like, write that in the script. Uh, it's uh, like uh, Clint Howard is, I think, giving one of his better performances. Great. <laughs> wow. Is, is it of one of his Clint better? Howard. To me, what it is, it's it's like a more. It's grounded. It, it's a more grounded. Yeah. It's a more boring performance. I mean, at least an Ice Cream Man, he's a fucking sure. maniac. So in this movie, the pro- the problem is is that we're following Clint. I can't remember his actual character. Cooper's name. Dick. It's uh, Cooper's Smith. Uh, Cooper Smith. That's right. Everybody's Cooper yelling. Shit. Everybody's like, Cooper Smith. Everybody calls time. him yeah. by his last name, and we're following him for this this huge long portion of the movie, and he's just not compelling or worth. He's not even worth following, right? He he wouldn't even make it as a lesser character in any other movie, right? So like, look at look. He'd at, be the nerd who gets offed early on in any other slash. Right. I mean, look at Carrie, for instance. I, right? I, I, I don't. I don't. They're love, trying to do a Carrie here. I don't, They're trying I don't, to make it. That's why I'm bringing it up. I don't love trauma, but but even toxic. Avenger, it's like sure. the, the super nerd. He turns into Toxic Avenger in the first like fifteen minutes. They right, so with, that, yeah. that's okay. And in this movie, like, I mean, you think about a Carrie, right? She is bullied the entire movie, and eventually we have this huge climax where she gets her revenge. But the entire time, she is a compelling person. She's interesting. She's nice. You, you know, she has hobbies. And right, like you, I think it's because she is such a, a genuine person that you feel bad that she's being acted on this way. Mm-hmm. In this movie, you're like fucking bully this guy he's boring he has no skills whatsoever <laughs> he has no hobbies he doesn't stick up for himself no, he he's so smart he but apparently well, okay that's the problem is that we're told he's very smart we never see him so do anything th- smart except for look at uh pig's testicles what, what and fall on the shit what, what i assumed <laughs> is that like he, okay he's gonna be a hacker he's gonna be a computer sure, genius yeah. right that'd be that cool. is not fucking true at all the dude the dude there's a accidentally there, there, is a, computer. The computer. there is a computer lab in the school and literally all he does is type the Latin phrases from the book into the computer and the computer translate too, it for him. He types and them this in, is in pretty much real time. It, it is, yeah, he's got a Latin program on there and somehow is failing Latin class. Uh, he could just type it in. He's basically got early Google Google language like or, or uh, Google translate this kid well, look, that, that's sucks. the irony of it is that even today we could type in a latin phrase and it wouldn't get it exactly right no yeah sure. he, he gets it exactly right and it we gets it exactly that, right from like an old dusty tome he finds in the basement uh that is specifically about father esteban and his like uh, i don't know satanic bullshit satanic bullshit and he types that in to translate it and then it takes like almost 20 more minutes for him to just go down to the basement and start summoning the devil and we're like Fuck. Okay. Well, it took him that him long so to, that he will actually get the let out and do something. It took him that long because he had to light the candles, man. First, he got to set the mood for the computer. Make we, sure the computer get that little up. dabbing fetus that he finds. Oh, in holy my shit. god! Yeah. Hey guys, we found the so, first. We found the first recorded dab on you know on video. All right, so he there's finds a fetus. This, there, there, this there, there's a jar with like a little fetus. I don't. Maybe it's a human fetus. I, I guess it, it was definitively a baby. magical. It comes out of uh, the jar. It and does. Then they don't I forgot do about that. It also dabs its way out of the jar. Um, can, man, can we call this episode "Dabbing Fetus"? Uh, we, we cannot the dabbing call fetus it that. Theme. Damn it! Yeah, great. Sorry, fit. but yeah, that okay. So that's the thing, right? Is like there are there are moments in this where where we laughed uh, hard and and we're enjoying it hard. Uh, but, but were those outweighed by the moments where we cried hard? I think the most enjoyable bits were where we 
took the computer and set it on the table yep. and played Mortal Kombat instead oh, while, we, while we watched it on the side. The last side. half of this movie was tight. I got a lot of fucking fatalities. <laughs> it was very cool. I uppercuts. will say, when we were looking at the movie, and I mean, like we like we said, we put this on and then also played Mortal Kombat at the same we time. We tried fucking hard. We, okay, we got so an hour hard. into this and we were like, we're going to play Mortal it, Kombat. It's we so this. dreadfully dull. By the time, though, that it gets to the end of this actual movie in Evil Speak, we get actual fatalities. Like, we get uh, people getting their heads exploded by yeah. swords. It's uh, kind of cool. Their hearts ripped out. Yeah. Um, we, we, we have some, like, Hell weird magic. 2001 shit. But here's the thing, Fuck, right? it takes so long to get there. This, we're talking the last 15 minutes, at most, generously, the last 15 minutes. And this, it's just, this, to me, reads like what you would hear like on the, the, the message boards in the early 2000s. Everyone's like, there's this movie. You Clint gotta, Howard summons demons. It's yeah, so cool. You've got to see it. The last yeah. the last act is so fucking tight. The recency tight. bias of that being the last part of the movie you watched, yeah, that's cool. The ending is fucking legitimately very cool. It is, but you had to spend fucking so long getting to that point of the, sheer boredom. The problem is, is I mean, e- I mean, even if we're looking at last week, I know Dylan didn't like carry, you know, Rage 2, whatever the fuck it's called, Rage, Carry 2. Definitely better than this movie. Um, like, at least there's something to follow, right? Some kind of character arc, some kind of character interaction. That and this one was mo- just dull. This one is just and, weaponized and this, dull. And this, and this movie, Clint Howard, we, I can't say this enough, he is such a fucking boring, vapid piece of shit. And he, the, whenever they try to introduce other characters, they literally just bring them in for a single scene don't tell us our, tell us their name and then they're gone like we don't have anything to follow really we're just watching him we're waiting for the next act of him being bullied and then just like praying desperately that the next scene is going to be him summoning he, a demon on a computer he is credibly bullied in that like he's this really forgettable boring kid but he only has like one scene where he really speaks up or does anything and that's with Luca Brazzi in the uh, fucking cafeteria <laughs> where he's talking about a dog and I will say like Clint Howard actually kind of sells this scene he's kind of believably piteous but the, the one scene where he talks about his plight and it, what he's got going on but in that's his world. all we got out of him the rest of it is everybody just fucking negging him and him not responding it's boring it's actual bullying but it's boring <laughs> imagine imagine watching someone in high school just get bullied every single day for an hour like that's this movie and and there's no there's no other eventually there's pigs and demons but yeah also there's really really big pig balls <laughs> we do. We actually get some major pig out. And he pig-o falls testicles. in some pig shit. It's tight. I was talking about uh, tanukis today to my coworker. Oh, yeah. Big, big ball uh, raccoon boys. Yeah, yeah. He was like, What's tanuki? Is that like a sexual act? And I'm like, No, it's like a, I bet there's a raccoon boy act. with huge big balls. Wait, that's a, that's a, there's a name for that? There's a thing? Yeah. The raccoon what? dog. Tanuki? It's a traditional Japanese. Well, uh, you, you should know. It's like Totoro. He has yeah. big giant balls. It's like Totoro's big fucking testicles. I mean, I know Totoro's a big boy. Well, there, but there's there's a Miyazaki film where it is about big testicle uh, tanukis, isn't there? I'm pretty uh, sure. I don't. That doesn't I don't, sound like Ghibli to me. I'm pretty sure, but well, that's you the might thing. Not be wrong, uh, I think Manton's fantasizing about this. Uh, this is a real thing, okay? Whatever. We don't have fucking jack shit more to say with this film. So you know what um, I will talk about though is Mortal Kombat's <laughs> fatalities are fucking righteous. Uh, dude. Mortal Kombat 11's gem got on that Black Friday sale and. I'm so glad you I, bought that. It's funny because I was like, the game came out and I was like, fuck. I was I, really excited about it leading up to it. And then they were like, oh, there's all this like money you got to pay on the side. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I was like, I'm going to wait. The shit I'm going to wait. I didn't, I didn't because I wanted oh, to save it for playing with my boys. Uh, but anyways, I guess we could talk about Evil Speak. Um, let's wrap it up. Uh, I'll, I'll do mine first. Evil Speak is unfortunately just not worth the price of admission. Um, I was probably the most excited for this one. And uh, I am glad that we got, you know, for me at least, two gems uh, out of this. But this one is just insufferable. It's just so dull. We got a dabbing baby, which, God, (laughs) I I can't deny that is like that that alone. Like if you said, (laughs) 
if someone said, listen, if there's a dabbing baby in this, will you give it a gem? I'd be like, fuck, yes, I will give it a, a gem. Um, but it's not enough. It's not enough. Um, it, it's just a really, really, really boring movie with some admittedly cool shit at the end. But it's not worth it. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the money or if the ads, if you watch it on Tubi TV. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a stinker. Uh, I really wanted more out of this and it just sucks. Uh, Dylan? Yeah, this movie is boring as shit and it does not really give you much of what it sells itself as, which is Clint Howard. You expect an unhinged, you know, shit eating Clint Howard performance. Yeah. Uh, and you really don't get that. You get him playing this this milk toast motherfucker who gets yeah. his, his ass bullied and yeah. kind of deserves it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I, Listen, I, I don't like bullying, but don't sometimes either. you got to bully. The, <laughs> I feel terrible saying it, but like character building he sells at least the fact that this character is bullied because I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like this guy sucks. There's nothing to him. And unlike a movie like uh, Carrie, which I think this is trying to be. Uh, there's just nothing Maybe. to his character or to the bullies. Like we really just don't have any characters in this movie. It's just people who have a job, including uh, the lady who later exposes her breast for our pleasure and is a main focal oh, yeah. point of the story. What Never the gets fuck? a fucking name or motivation is... for why she's doing anything that she does. Well, she's just really like the shiny she brooch. Has, on she the has book. to like literally change <sighs> outfits. Second, like one shot to the next shot, she's got a new outfit. It's it, it's just so <laughs> goddamn dull leading up to that. And, and I, the fact that it takes 40 minutes before Clint Howard even jumps on that computer and summons a demon God with bless. it is un unforgivable. Uh, the stuff at the end is kind of cool. There's some good effects and uh, it gets sufficiently like hell magic cool sure. stuff or whatever. whatever. But it's so little so late. Uh, and we uh, we just put the movie aside and I think you'd be better off just never even starting it. It's a stinker. Yep. Blizzard. Yeah, so definitely, yeah. Uh, there was a point that Dylan made that I was going to bring up. I already forgot it. Uh, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I I, I love I love this exercise though, where uh, a lot of times we're watching a movie and it's really shitty, but and Manton will say something like, "If this crazy, unbelievable <laughs> act happens, I will give this a gem." Right? Like it's it's some it's some like you know trump card that if the movie plays it, you're gonna love it, right? And Tetsuo too, you're like if he shoots his son and he fucking shot his son, <laughs> right? And that's gem. why Tetsuo got gems. Okay, Tetsuo fucking earned that gem. Okay, in this movie, I was watching and I said, I swear to God. If they sacrifice this dog in this movie, I'm going to walk oh, out of the yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. room and I'm never going to look at this movie for another well, second. Well, you didn't have to. We, we, we were playing World Cup. Luckily, we put it on a tiny screen. But th this movie was literally begging you to walk away. It was just trying so hard to degrade you and, and degrade you and, and just force you to walk away because there's literally, there's nothing to grab onto. There's no. nothing there's nothing redeemable, at no. least until the last final moments of this movie. And it, it just isn't worth the ride because there's nothing... There's nothing to see or or even write home about or even ever recall ever again. I'm going to forget this movie that even existed. I'm going to forget about this entire theme probably because, I don't know, Thanksgiving's going to be a weird gorge fest. And I'm going to fucking be dreaming about fatalities from Mortal Kombat again. <laughs> uh, I give this movie three fatalities. Wait, uh, it's a good out, thing, out of ten, right? No, no, no. I give cool. Mortal Kombat five fatalities out of five. I give this movie... Um, don't say don't three, three out of five anything. I give this movie zero babalities ah, out of five. Okay. Um, this movie's <laughs> yeah. a, a Mondo baby shit uh, stinker. Um, it doesn't matter how many baby dabs are in it. This movie fucking... Okay. What if uh, a baby did a babality and it dabbed? <laughs> that would be so cute. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I literally... This movie forced you to fantasize about things that don't even exist uh, because you just want to be doing anything other than watching it uh, don't don't watch it. Sustain. All right, so uh, is that the is fastest our... review we've ever given? No, that had to be the no. shortest review ever. No, no, no. Uh, there, there's definitely episodes where we'll do like one of our first movies we do. We'll have like a much shorter review and we'll get it out of the way. Um, that's what happens when you watch a movie that has where you have nothing to fucking say about it. What are you gonna do? Uh, yes, yeah, so that's our our three films for tonight. 
Uh, next episode is going to be the listener submitted episode. Give us what uh, you got, baby. Give us yeah. what you got. Uh, Cure you, those Thanksgiving hangovers, baby. Yep, yep. So if you uh, haven't yet submitted your episode and you're a Patreon subscriber at the 666 tier, please do so. Um, I think we have some pretty good ones coming up next week. Uh, we don't have a game, but uh, this is kind of where, you know, me and Devin differ. I, I like to kind of just like chat with you guys about uh, various other things. Speak for yourself. I hate talking to you. Uh, so hey. Do you guys have any other like media stuff yeah. you want to talk about? I think we all do for sure. For sure. Um, what I want to talk what, about the Mandalorian, what, baby. Well, yeah. What do you guys want to talk about? We Let's, can talk about Mandalorian. I love yeah. talking about Baby Yoda. I want to talk about oh, Mandalorian oh, armor. Oh, Show those tits. Mandalorian uh, has been pleasantly surprising. I had a pretty Fuck, low, so good. low bar of expectations same, for it. Uh, same. But it is it has been really delightful in kind of like a different tone from anything star wars that they've so done and th- I'm into that's it. why i love it dude. Uh, yeah it, it barely feels like star wars i i i think i immediately not immediately but once i once i started really loving it is like you know in in a lot of the star wars films especially i guess especially the new ones um you know people get sort of knocked unconscious whatever this is a show where our our main character like immediately starts brutally killing people kicking ass and taking names i I think one of my favorite moments is is in the second episode where he's just literally disintegrating jawas i was laughing my ass i feel like og star wars would never allow that you would never see a job well i I think i know i think like like old school star wars i think would oh yeah baba gets his arm fucking uh, yeah i think i think the prequels is when they started to kind of be like ah this is a bit much and and i understand i don't i don't think every star wars film needs to have a lot of dark shit i I don't think it's but for me it's not necessarily the violence it's not dark what i what I appreciate yeah. about this about the show is that it's just very very small scale. It's, yeah. It doesn't even have yeah. necessarily yeah. Star Wars yeah. music. Yeah. This is what I've been begging for. When as soon as they announce like the Star Wars spinoff movies, I'm like, just find a weird element of a Star Wars you know world and and story and just really dig into that. Whether it's like the yeah. religion of the Jedi or whatever the fuck it is, just yeah. go go explore yeah. it. And like this is literally exploring the Mandalorian. I guess it's like a religion or a sect or a race. I don't know what yeah. it is, but yeah. it's like this element of star wars it's like a single little little blip and we're just getting more about it, it and that's it, fun it's, it's one that i would was not interested in i was like I yeah okay fuck about boba, boba fett fuck whoever I, uh, boba fett's kind of lame i'm gonna yeah, I'm that's the who irony is that he's so iconic but he has like the, the shittiest scenes in the whole uh, series he dies like a little bitch the mandalorian i will take over boba fett for, for sure fucking I, I really like the character too like he is that kind of like the, the mandalorian like spartan kind of grim dark dude but the way that he's played <laughs> off of the other characters especially yeah, our all-star baby, here baby yoda baby. that's what's important Love is it. that everything yeah. around him is so compelling I, like, we've got Werner herzog as a villain God, like just he's really good adore yeah. him in the scenes he's in and i, I want to say too like the did uh, you see the article about him uh, I, I think i linked it to brand but yeah. basically like he when he saw the baby yoda he cried and he was said that like he felt like it was a real <laughs> creature and like he, he had a how hard fucking, time doing his scenes how fucking high was he during these scenes he was like oh man this baby Yoda's real. He's just I, a I will soft say that man. Baby Yoda's a fucking triumph. Like on paper, it's <laughs> so something cute. that I absolutely would not have thought worked. Yeah. Uh, but the moment yeah, they reveal him, I'm like, yeah. fuck, that is cute. That is the cutest fucking. And he's not only seen. super cute, but the way that he plays off of him, and they do this lone wolf and cub shit. Yeah. I'm so yeah, into. Yeah, well, plus, yeah, uh, I was actually having this big discussion about this because my buddy was really mad about, uh, I guess, how the Mandalorian. I don't. I don't want to spoil the show if you want to watch it, but just kind of how he reacts to the Baby Yoda interactions and how he goes on his own path, and it's just like. 
I think Baby Yoda's compelling because he seems very important, even though he's literally just a 50-year-old child and yeah. goo-goo-gogging on screen. I think it's... I'm very curious to see where it goes. I, I also yeah, like, yeah. too, that like there's a whole lot of fan service in this one, but it doesn't... Sure. It's not in your face. It's, well, it is in your face. There are, like, like the little thing that comes out of the door and does, like, the Jabba's palace sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I like, love that. Well, that's got, like... I mean, it's not, it's not like... It's not like the fucking Millennium Falcon like flies right. by well, or something. There's a it's, lot of moments where I'm like, I'm pointing at something. I'm like, oh, that's a Trandoshan or oh, that's IG whatever. It's and, mostly in the background. But I like that they're like they're setting it in that kind of small scale like outworld uh, space there where like the things look like things you you know, but they are different characters and they're a different right. setting. It's not just like, oh, and then Boba Fett showed up and he had a line where he winked at the camera through his his helmet. You know, it's it's. There's something a little bit less kind of crass about it that I, I really enjoy. Um, it, it feels on, a little more earnest. To on me. on this note, I think I think Star Wars is at a high right now. I've I've been uh, playing the new Star Wars game, the Jedi Fallen oh, Order. I want to check good. it out. It's actually really good. And if if you are uh, if you're a prequel head like me and Blooster, ooh, there are some juicy tidbits in that game. Is it um, set in the prequel? It's not. Okay. It's oh not. God, I wish um, it was. It it I think takes place but like right around. Six, the dawn of the empire maybe? um I, i'm not exactly sure I, I i believe it is around like right before six um but there's a lot of like there's a lot of bits where you kind of see what's happening like literally you play like a character who is uh kind of dismantling old ships and uh they bring in like some trade federation ships and they're taking them apart and stuff um but there's some mm, juicy prequel shit. Yeah. but i had no expectations for that game and it's really good same with the Mandalorian. It gives me hope for the new film. I hope. I hope that's really. It's good. probably gonna fucking blow. I can't wait to see some animals get their titty milk sucked. And I you, you say see that, my like, my 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 concern is that they're going to go. They're going to be gonna like course correct too much. Yep, yep, they're going to course correct too much, and they're going to go. It's going to be too much like all the rest. Of or it we're going to fight another Death Star. There's going to be three Death Stars actually, one <laughs> see, for each movie. This is the thing. I think. I think people like were so loud and obnoxious about the last one that I, they're going to be. Oh, we got to bring back all the things people like. Here I really hope they just stop fucking listening to Star Wars fans because Star Wars fans don't know what they want. I <laughs> they say that don't. as a Star Wars fan. Well, the yeah. problem is that you have. Uh, this is this is my whole thing with the Star Wars world is everyone acts like Star Wars is some. Like, it's not for you. It's for everybody. It, it's literally so universal and ubiquitous that it's literally for every person on the entire planet it's saying you like star wars is like saying oh i breathe air and i've you know, i've <laughs> right. eaten dinner before yeah. and like everybody fucking loves star wars yes so i enjoy a movie literally just make whatever you're gonna make and that's i i, I appreciated the last movie and that they did things differently and didn't necessarily follow the, the like, I don't I, yeah I don't think Last Jedi is necessarily a huge success but it is daring I, I did not that like that movie I just thought there I, was a lot of dumb I like decisions. Last Jedi a lot I think it's one that's gonna be like I think down the line, give it a few years. I, I think need to give it a rewatch. I, think I, love, I love when Princess yeah. Leia Superman through space, and then they resurrected her right at the end, and they're like, "Oh, how are we yeah, gonna? How are we gonna resolve that in the next movie?" It's well, always I, been space magic. I, I think. I mean, I that was fucking let's, garbage. Let, let's look. Let's look back to Seven. You didn't like that when you first saw it, and you came around on. I it. love Seven. I I still stand by. Although Force Awakens doesn't do anything particularly new, that, I love Force. I Awakens. think it's great. Yeah. yeah, I think it's good. It's fine. Uh, it's, back, it's no back pod on, racing. Back yeah. on the horror train, um, and you guys both have a switch. I would highly recommend Luigi's Mansion Three. It would love to be Gooigi. Fuck, it is so good as a goddamn masterpiece. I've been playing uh, co-op play with uh, Rachel, and like, we we've literally gotten jump scared by a fucking Luigi's Mansion game. Oh yeah, uh, it's so good. It's basically like Resident Evil, but um, without Resident Evil, <laughs> but without the, it has like the appeal of that where like you go room to room and you solve, solve puzzles. Puzzle, yeah, that's cool. Fuck, it is so First good. First game is a real good one. The, I never the, played the second. I didn't play the second one either. I've actually never played any of them, but uh, I highly recommend the new one. I uh, Nintendo games don't really go on sale, but if you 
like you know fun family friendly spooky right? i like shit. fun i i think it's super fun and cop but you do have to get a little bit into the game before you can un unlock oh, cooperative play uh but once you do like it's still uh really really fucking good big ups recommendation for other horror media surprisingly scary uh dusk is a game that i've been Holy hearing shit, a whole lot about so kind of like a quake revival yep. uh that got released last year i think or maybe even this it year it might have been two years ago uh but uh just picked it up on sale and that game is fucking incredible like it's just all, an it's, absolute it's scary too incredibly good distillation of quake and like the level design of those ones yeah. uh, and it is legitimately scary despite yep. the fact that it looks like a ps1 game uh yep. i don't know how they managed to do it but damn it's it's great. But I, I there's like something that. about like the like when you have to sort of use your imagination a little bit. I think that helps. Yeah. Plus, I think like that that's a game that feels so familiar if you've played shooters before. Like it, you get immediately get into the game. It's and intense. There, there's no like you know learning curve or anything. You're just you're just playing it. And to me, it's hilarious because it reminds me of Serious Sam, but set in a more like yeah. horror setting, which I think is super super fun. And honestly, I mean, considering how kind of simple and almost almost comedic it feels at the beginning it really kind of disarms you so. yeah there, there there are some really well-structured jump scares in a game where you're moving at like fucking light speed blasting everything with a super shotgun it's definitely know. impressive i don't know how they pull it off but it's great i hate to drag this on more but uh blooster you saw ford versus ferrari how was that uh who won? what who won uh ford did of course baby so this is the thing it's 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 fine it's an it's wow a I, i'm surprised because Kelsey the next day was like like she seemed like really, she really good like me. like recommending it online to people and stuff. This is what I would say. I think it's a fine. It's like a very safe fine movie. I, I'm, I'm shocked. Like I, I feel like this was like um your movie. This is I like was literally made for you, dude. I was literally fucking excited for this movie. The he liked second the part where cargo. The he second, do like where cargo. And that's what's weird is that this movie has so much car action in it, but it doesn't feel like a like a like a car movie. I don't know. It feels ah, like there's cars okay. in it. I don't know. Okay. It's, it's hard to describe, but like more of a bio pick right? some it, it is it's it's a lot of like harrison or not harrison Ford, fucking uh, christian, christian bale, bale and yeah. matt damon's like interactions and they're very good their acting is, is great but it just feels like a very distilled version of the story and you it has a kind of like a, a book adaptation feel to me where mm. scenes uh, are just happening very very quickly and like there's no time for anything to set in or any emotions to be felt and like we're on to the next thing and mm -hmm. and honestly i kind of wanted more like i don't know i wanted more, more car like, where it goes vroom, 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 vroom. i wanted like weird gritty car details and more like drama between Ford and Ferrari. He wanted to see Christian Bale fuck that God, tailpipe. I, I want him to stick his I want him to stick his dick in the tailpipe. Somewhere in the car. Anywhere, um it, really. it's it's good. I mean I I I'm not mad I watched it, but it's not exactly what I was expecting. But I'm a fucking freak show, so don't listen to me. All right. Anything else you guys want to chat about? Fuck no. I can't Fine, wait to eat some whatever. fucking turkey. I can't wait to get stuffed. Yeah, yeah. We're almost we're almost there. I'm going out of town this uh, tomorrow weekend. Tomorrow by the time drunk. you're listening to this. You're going out of town? Yeah I'm going out of town on Saturday. I'm gonna get Blitzed. I'm going okay. to St. Louis. Oh wow! Just to get drunk. Literally just to get drunk. Nice. Jesus. All right. Um. That's it. So next week we'll have uh, a listener submitted episode. But until then, thank you for listening and stay spooky. Gobble gobble, oh. motherfuckers. Oh, that's oh, from Thanks Killing. I love that one. Woo! I can't wait to see Thanks Killing two and three and four. Stop it. God, I can't wait to get stuffed up full of turkeys. Everyone's known a boy like Stanley Coopersmith. Evil speak. He's the kid everyone used to pick on. Screwed up for the last time, Cooper Dick. Evil speak. You see, everyone thought Stanley was a joke. <laughs> An outcast with no one to turn to. You guys broke my caterpillar. You're gonna pay for that. No one except man's most advanced machine. Stanley used the power of man to call on the powers of evil. 
Oh my God. And all hell broke loose.